Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Old Tom, the king of spring, Galberry Joe. No matter the name, his call resonates with hunters all across the United States. We're talking about the wild turkey, and this is the Talking Tom Podcast. All right, so we are doing a turkey camp podcast. Uh, if you didn't already know, you're, you can hear the audio quality. We got one mic, three guys. That sounds like a very ominous video. And uh, realistically, we are here to celebrate uh, a man who his shame knows no bound. He... Uh, he drives across the country to take young turkey hunters, aspiring turkey hunters hunting, and uh, immediately take advantage of the good luck that comes with it, which is kind of a, a great scheme if you really think about it, right? Every new turkey hunter has some good luck, and so if you take them and you just tote a gun just in case, it pans out. So Just in case can work pretty well. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> so I'm sitting here, I got Brett Mashburn, I got Parker McDonald, uh, Brett drove down from South Alabama to go hunting. He's been hunting with Parker. And uh, Parker, dude, you've been grinding it out since what, Tuesday? Hey, Monday. I got here Monday. Monday? Yeah. Monday morning. You're right. Yeah. So. And after church on Sunday. And that's right. Because yeah. Sunday I sent you all the pins. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, you can throw that in. You got to make sure to throw that in there. Oh, we got to make that's sure. That's when I sent you the pins. This, there's, there's one person that, that, when they hear this, really needs to know that I gave you all my best pins. Yep. Not that that person would give us their best bets, but anyway, um, dude, you've had a freaking hellaciously good week. It's been a good couple weeks, actually. Yeah. Got to see a few turkeys die, and haven't got to hunt yet in my home state. That's all been in Florida. I was actually doing some pretty interesting statistics for Florida this year. I've hunted, um, I think like... Uh, seven days total of actual days in the woods with a gun in my hand. And 
have seen three die. Yeah. Take out. Yeah, I shot my two, and then Eli killed one. That's right, Eli. Yep, that's right. So it, it's actually it's been a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy Florida. I kept telling Brett yesterday how much I how much I like the terrain and I like the habitat and mm-hmm. the palmetto is really getting me fired up. A couple birds too. Cool. A couple birds too. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think Florida is known for fishing, which it absolutely should be known for fishing. It is not known for deer hunting, and it should not be known for deer hunting. But I think. And I'm at the risk of getting blasted for saying this, but I think we have some of the best turkey hunting. Like, I think it's right up there with a lot of your, your top tier. I mean, there's just... The thing about Florida is that, like, the road systems are so good mm-hmm. on the public land. Most of the public I've been on has really good road systems. And so you're able to... to the access is greater, mm-hmm. but it also means, like, the turkeys don't just leave the public. You'll find them next to the roads. Yep. You just gotta be in the right spot. Yep. You know what I mean? And so you're not having to hike in 48 miles to get back into a spot. I mean, every once in a while you probably do. It's probably not a bad idea to find property that's like buried. Buried. <laughs> but at the same time, most of the property that you get on, I mean, you can walk to it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to come cover ground pretty fast. Yeah. You can move in your truck. To different spots pretty easily so i like it i mean i like the burns that they do in florida yeah they do that a lot more than doing alabama i think uh by no means is it easy you know you you benefited from and, I'm, and i don't mean this in any way other than just like saying how it is you benefited from three and a half years of me finding birds mm-hmm. out there you know there was a lot of seasons put into finding a lot of those spots and I believe in help, helping your, your, your teammates and your buddies, you know, get on birds and whatnot. So I, I gave that to you willingly, but I don't want anybody to think that, that, that they could just hop on the Florida public and what? <laughs> what? What did I say? Nothing. That's okay. funny. But I, you know, I gave it to you. So, I mean, you know, I gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah this is the three and a half years of work. Yeah. You didn't mention, though, you hadn't mentioned, but that's not the only part about that bird that was kind of funny. It well, wasn't just that, that bird, that's funny. It wasn't just that you gave us a spot to go into. Was it was the also that the bird for for two days. No, the fact that I just shot it out from underneath Brett. I was gonna <laughs> let y'all. I was gonna let y'all tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> so Saturday, Sunday, last weekend, I played tug of war with that bird for two days, and he got the best of me. I still, I genuinely believe it was that bird, based on what happened to y'all. That looking back and saying, okay, some of that happened to me as well. But also, I, I kind of feel like there's only ever been like one or two dominant birds a season in that bottom. Mm-hmm. And so I think the likelihood that a double bearded, two and a half inch spurred Osceola is pretty, pretty slim to none. But y'all tell that story, man. How did, how did it yeah, well, same as you. I had a situation where I, I had, uh, I believe, probably messed with that bird the first day I got here. Mm-hmm cover a lot of ground really fast and I think I honestly think when I moved on him it was just he had covered ground and he heard me or he I think it boogered him um but the next day or two days later I guess the next morning I had a really good morning in a completely different area and there was like just several golfers going crazy and ended up running into an older fella uh by the name of Steve and he was super cool. We hunted together for like 
two hours probably, the last two hours in the morning. And then the next the next morning is when me and Brett went in. Now I went into this parking area, I got there at like four, I think, uh four fifteen. Brett got there at about five thirty. Yeah. I think it was five thirty five, something like that. And but there was an, had been another guy in between that had pulled in and then peeled out and turned around and left. Mm-hmm. And um I believe what we, what had happened. I think he roosted the bird the night before, and we, we didn't. Obviously, we didn't know that. The guy that came in. The guy that came in so early, so early because there was a set of boot tracks that just went out to the listening spot. It went out and back, and it wasn't ours. Mm-hmm. And he would have been able to roost from right there where that bird was at. He would have been able to roost pretty effectively. Yeah. So that's where we listened from mm-hmm. Thursday morning. I heard him. Oh yeah. So yesterday morning on Thursday we heard. And I could hear. That saves a lot. Yeah, he had to be close. He was gobbling great. So we get down there, and we, I mean, we were plenty early. He started gobbling early. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a whole lot of walking to do to get down in good position. So we get down to the bottom of this ridge that's pretty open, and I know there was a lot of scratching and stuff like that in there. Um, just a beautiful bottom down in there. And I, we positioned Brett to where... He is in the front. So the intention of this hunt is, I've still got a tag, but Brett, like we're trying to get Brett a bird and I'm gonna film it. So I stay back behind Brett and he gets, I don't know, 10 yards in front of me. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, But he was definitely in the right spot to kill where Mm -hmm. this bird should have pitched down to. Yeah. But I was obviously ready. The thing that the thing that was funny though is I was just barely like once we got set up, I did one tree yell, just light, super light tree yell. Yeah, but when Parker says he does a tree yell, it's not like what you see on the hunting public. It's probably not even what you do when you go hunting as a traditional yelp. To me, it sounds like just a feeding call, like a bird just milling around, just making these super subtle. Yeah, he's noises and when I and when I heard him he's like that bird knows we're here now there's I'm in my mind I'm sitting there thinking there's no way this bird heard you I could barely hear you right here he didn't gobble to you you know I've turkey hunted a while but I've just never really been with people who know what they're doing I've just been I guess squawking and walking and probably boogering every bird in the county up wondering why I don't ever see nothing but yeah, what he did to me just sounded like a little light feeding thing. And he's like, he knows we're here. And I'm sitting there like, okay. He knows what he's doing. I'm just going to let it play out. I ain't going to okay. But you could tell in his face, he was like, you going to call? You going to call? <laughs> I was doing a little hand motions to him because, like he said, we're like, I don't know, seven, eight yards apart. <laughs> and so. I was something, just pause for a second. That's something I realized today when we were, we were communicating to each other. Like, did you understand what I was doing with all my hand gestures? Which ones? Like, I, I, would, I I'd be like, you know, yeah, the, yeah, we didn't I talk about that. any of that. But somehow, there's like this universal sign yeah. language with turkey hunters. Well, Brett was going. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, like he was calling on a pot call. Yeah, I was like, you gonna call? <laughs> I just think it's funny though that like you and I didn't talk about any of that. But I'm like. I hear something over there and everything. Yeah. Yeah. He was going, just like that. You're like right here and you're like, yeah. doing it. 
keeping his hands down low. Uh-huh. Yep. It was so funny. Anyway. I had to shovel to the side because he's on my right shoulder. And I'm just like... And the thing was... He knows we're here. I was like, okay. This bird was hot. He oh, was he like, was smoking it down. He was just absolutely moaning. And then he'd take a little break, then he'd just light back up again. Mm-hmm. And so I think I may have tree-yelped to him once... And then it started getting later in the morning, and I just started doing just some, just some clucks, some little bubble clucks and stuff, that real subtle stuff. And uh, it started getting late, and I'm like, man, I need to fly down cackle. I don't fly down cackle much. Sometimes I do, but I don't do it a lot. Oh, at this point, we already kind of thought for one moment that he was already on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sound, he sounded like he was in a different spot, but... Knowing what we know now, he may have just jumped trees I or think, something. I think he just turned. turned. I think he may have just turned on the limb a little bit. Mm-hmm. So He just sounded lower. Once I did that fly-down cackle, this is an interesting thing that, that to think about. When you get up close to one of these birds roosting. I'd say we'd set up 130 yards or 140 mm-hmm. max. But he was on the other side of this ridge. So we were in the yeah. bottom. He was on the opposite side of the ridge. So it was actually a pretty nice setup. For us, um, but whenever I did, so I did the fly down cackle, and he gobbled maybe at it. Um, but then about two minutes later, you hear the squirrels go nuts first, mm-hmm. and this is something that um, I mean, you think about it with deer. That we we listen for squirrels barking at deer, blue jays doing a thing. But when when you watch a hawk fly through the woods or an owl fly through the woods, every single squirrel around is like. I mean, they go crazy. Mm-hmm. And almost every time I've seen a turkey fly down, the squirrels act the same. Like, oh, mm-hmm. crap, there's a... Something big flying through the trees. Yeah, a big yeah. thing coming to eat us. Um, they, they respond similar. And so whenever that happened, I was, like, looking hard for him. And then he just... He flies right to where we want him to. He pitches to where we want him to, except he doesn't go to the ground. He just goes to another tree right above Brett. Yeah, well, I didn't say above me, but it's... It's really like in front of me to my left. And mm-hmm. I was sitting. He was that tree was like twenty five yards. But he was all the way up top. He was so up I'm high. I'm going with twenty five yards above above you is. Like yeah, but yeah. but above you. But luckily for me, there's that big wide right there that I have between us because where I was sitting, the root system was. Just had a little lean to it. wasn't super bad, but mm-hmm. you know how root that can be sometimes. And I was trying to look up, and he kind of had me twisted. Like my torso was mm-hmm. twisted mm-hmm. compared to where my lower body was facing, where we thought he was going to come. And luckily that tree was there because I got tired of being able to hold myself, and I started sliding while my back kept sliding down the tree. Mm-hmm. And I was literally about to fall over. I had my hand shoved all the way near about to my knuckles in the in the dirt trying to hold myself up i had to make one little small move just to stabilize myself it was just the whole time i'm like oh my god so so where i am what i'm doing is i'm set up right like yep. i'm still i'm ready mm-hmm. like you're supposed to be yep. you know what i mean yep. i can't tell that brett's falling down off this hillside um, like it's an it looks actually like he's in a pretty good tree from my perspective, but it looks like his gun is sitting in his lap. 
It's because my left hand was in the dirt trying to hold myself up from falling. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and this turkey is is in the tree right above him. You know, legally, I think you could have shot that bird. Well, yeah. I was, I could not pull up my phone. Point. I was trying to figure out a way to pull out my phone to look. Yeah. Because I was like, we ain't going to play this game today. <laughs> <laughs> like... You're going to drop that thing like a squirrel out of a tree. Listen, it ain't my tag. At that point, it ain't my tag. It's Brett's tag. That's right. It looked like a duck falling. Yeah, you're right. That's going to be a hell of a thud when it hits the ground. So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out a way to pull out my phone. We can't move. Our cameras are running. We can't turn the record off because he's right there looking down on us. You can't move. We just couldn't move. But I've still got my gun up to where if he pitches down, we're good. We did a few, like, I just kind of put my hand right here next to my leg and just scratched the leaves just, you know, right there next to my butt. And I think Brett was doing the same thing. He was just kind of doing like that. Um, But he was not going to fly down until he saw him. That's what he was looking for. He wanted to see her before he was going to fly down. So uh, I still hadn't called a whole lot to him. Well, then about 20 minutes later, maybe 15 or 20 minutes he flies to another tree, well, kind of behind us. Yeah, and in that time as well, this had happened for so long. Our batteries were dying on our cameras. Oh yeah, batteries were dying, like because it was still on record and we couldn't move to turn them off or do anything. I mean, y'all didn't kill this bird to like eight thirty, eight forty-five. Yeah. So you had, and we've been working that since, since we've been like working six forty-five, seven o'clock that morning. Yeah. Because that's the crazy thing about that bottom. They talk in there well before any other bird I've seen. I don't know why. Well, so, at this point, he had stopped gobbling. We just saw him. We're watching him jump from limb to limb. Then he flies to another tree behind us, and he sits there for, like, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he might have gobbled once mm-hmm. there, but I was still being, he was still close enough that I couldn't just really mm-hmm. call to him because I didn't want him pinpoint us, uh, which is kind of scratching randomly. Then he flies to another tree a little further behind us, like 80 yards maybe, 70 or 80 yards. Um, at Like a straight line of sight to him. The tree, the base of the tree that he was in may have been less than that. But as far up as he was in those trees, it was it was a long ways. And so once he did that, I started, I was like, okay, he's not hot enough. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to, he's hot. And he wants to come down here. But I need to make him come down here. And so once he got out of our sight, I really just tore into him, just real, like, excited yelping, cuts, some bu- whips and bubble clucks and stuff in there with the scratching. And I'd say he started gobbling then. He started double gobbling. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as he did that, uh, as soon as he, he really started getting fired up right there, it was like working a bird on the ground. Really? Because he was moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was gobbling and getting cl- he was closer now. He was gobbling closer. Then once he finally, once he got excited, he flew down. Now, I had I had been able to, I'm going to try to explain this. Bah. I was turned, wow. I was turned. <laughs> Can't hit that <laughs> I was already, I had gotten turned. One of the times when he flew. Yeah. And wasn't his attention wasn't on us? I turned my gun with him, and had put the camera right here, but the batteries had died. Mm-hmm. But I was turned with him, and I was my gun was literally faced right towards him. Brett is down in his lap, so what it looks like to me, with his other hand kind of like this. You said he looked like he was asleep at one point, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. 
No, he just looked like he, he was just sitting there. <laughs> he, 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 actually, yeah, it could have been. Because yeah. his head was up because he was looking at that bird. I was watching. And he was like this the whole time. <laughs> he could have looked asleep. I was just trying to well, I couldn't do a whole lot of because I could see him. Yeah. So if I went there doing something crazy, yeah. he would have. Once he got hey. excited, and I thought maybe we had a chance, once he started gobbling again, mm-hmm. I, I, now Brett, Brett's a deaf man. He can't hear very well. We've established this. And I said, hey, whoever gets a shot, shoot him. And all I heard was mumbles. Because at that point... I thought he said, do you see him? Because I had just went, you know, gestured to my eyes and I see him. And I could have swore you said, do you see him? I may have said that too, after you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I love it. Uh, so anyway, so I was like, hey, whoever gets a shot, shoot him. But Brett's on, the, his face is on the other side of the tree from where yeah, I'm at. I can't see him at all. And, um, man, that joker flew down. He flew straight into my bead, like literally right where I was aimed at. And he hit the ground for five seconds, or no, not even that long. Maybe two. Two seconds, I blasted him. And Brett was like, I almost had my gun up. <laughs> But, I mean, you understand. Yeah, no, 100%. Looks. It yeah. looks like Brett can't move. At this yeah. point, this bird is... Hey, look, look. It really doesn't boil down to what it even looks like. If I go hunt with you, and we both have guns, and a bird flies down to the beat of my gun, that is destiny. That is the universe <laughs> aligning in a sort of kind of fashion. And if you did that to me, I, I mean, under the same circumstances, I'd be totally fine with it, man. I mean, I just... I, I'd be okay with yeah. it. Yeah. Because at that point, you're like... We just got to make sure. Yeah. You make sure that that if you have a chance. Yep. Because what a cool story. Absolutely. It's, it's worth the. Yeah. I told Brett later that afternoon we were sitting next to a tree. Um, and I was gunless. And I was just sitting there editing some of the pictures that I had taken and stuff. I was like, man, going to war with that. Go that chess match really felt like going to war mm-hmm. with like a veteran. Yeah, something with intelligence. That was a call yeah. Joe Bird, what that was. Yeah, he was, he, like, I've never seen a turkey act so smart. I'm like, I'm yep. not sure if I want to come down here. Yeah. I do. Girl, I want to come down there, but you need to show yourself. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty yeah. much what he was saying. And have one just fly from land to land, never touch the ground. Well, on the Sunday before, in a similar spot, a little bit further down, but in a similar spot, he fired off, or I think he, whether that was him or not, fired off at the bottom, and I walked and brush bust to get back there to him. Got there, and then the next thing I know, he's behind me, down in that bottom, not far from where you guys were. And I couldn't figure out how that bird had made that shift so quickly. I assumed there was a connecting bottom between those pines that we're talking about in that, in that little pretty mm-hmm. room. So that's why I bombed off down in those gallberries because I'm thinking, okay, well, if he already pitched down and moved over that direction, I'll come in behind him. I can make noise going to where he was. He won't care about that, and I'll pop out. And I didn't realize what direction I was facing at the time, and I popped back out in that bottom. I bet you it was the same stinking bird. Yeah. It's almost like, because that bottle, there's some good thick spots in there. Yeah, there are. It's almost like it's easier for them, even though they say turkeys hate to fly. It's like them, those birds are conditioned. Yeah. Being it's kind of thick. Oh, it's just easier to get up and fly. I just fly all the way over there. 
Well, if you think about how that topography plays out, how severe it comes down relative to the rest of Florida, it's pretty severe. And so their ability to go from here to here is 60 yards, but to, to, to walk it, that's what, 150 yards? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's just the angle of, of that pitch. And then they got to cross water, and everybody knows turkeys don't really like to cross water yeah, on foot. So he's like, like screw I'll just hop to that limb and just come see her. So the funny thing, one of the funny things, right after I shot, I was like, dude, I'm sorry. He flew right. It didn't look like he even had your gun up. Yeah. And he was like, well, I was about to have it up. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. He's dead. Let's go get him. So we walked up to him, and I pull him up. And I said, Dad, go, this joker's got a double beard. Sure enough, he had a double beard. He had these long spurs. Yeah. He was beautiful. Trophy I mean, bird. Trophy bird. He had, a, he had barred, yep. barred feathers in his tail fan. Yep. Um, and like in the middle section of it. Like literally everything, all the things. Oh, yeah. Could keep everything. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, I keep everything. Because I'm trying to do, I want to do a full wall. Are you telling me that? Fans. Yeah. Um, but he, so he was like, I've never killed a double, double beard bird, but it was funny because it's like, just shot his bird out from underneath Brett, and it was like shooting 180 inch. I was going to say, you shot a booner crocodile deer out from I just shot a booner out. I was like, it's heartbroken. Thank you. I had good intentions. <laughs> best, best, best laid plans and all. But I want to say, too. Well, my problem with, I was on that big tree. I was having to work around the tree. Mm-hmm. And then the cameras had died, so my also thought process was I had my gun like half up, like chest level, where I could hit my tacticam, where we could at least get the kill shots, what I was thinking, because mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about your 360. So I was like, I'm going to hit this, and then I'm going put it on my shoulder and boom. And if he tries to take off front, I got time to shoot him because he's, you know. What he said, in that bottom, it's all pretty quality. Yeah, I was trying to get... False, because I had my 360 runner right there. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, so you got it. I got it. Well, see, I was thinking that everything had died. I think, I haven't looked at it yet, but... I was thinking everything had died. Yeah. Because both of mine were done, and I know you said something about your camera was dead. I wasn't even thinking about the other one. Yeah. Staking in the ground. So I was thinking about (laughs) just trying to get it on that as well, to have a full... That's another reason I didn't have my gun up, up. Like I had it half. Yeah. Well, before I lost my tactic cam, that's why I had mine on top. That way I could have had the gun shoulder and just boop, yeah. hit the button. I'm going to order another one just now. Just baby boop. Just a little baby boop, baby boop, baby boop, baby boop. You said, you said, I just want to say. Oh, I just want to say, I don't have, I don't have a lot of friends. Um, no, I don't have a lot you of friends. got one less now. Yeah, yeah, I had more <laughs> friends until then. No, um, I don't have, I don't hunt with a lot of people back home, so we don't like share spots and yeah. Like, I don't really share spots with anybody. Um, but it, I will say it is pretty rare to find somebody do what you did and basically not just send us good starting points. You're like, hey, go back in there. This is my best spot. Go back in there and kill a bird and just are there. Yeah. It's like, that was pretty cool, man. Like, and I told Brad, I was like, how good a buddy is Walter doing that? And I said, well, how, how bad of friends are we for taking them up on it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really, I can tell you right now, there's going to be people who are listening to this, and and they're going to think Walter won't even take me turkey hunting. There's a couple guys that, that have asked to go hunting a couple times. I won't even take them to my, like, XYZ yeah. spots, you know. Um, but, you know, the thing is, Brett doesn't know what he's doing. 
right? Like, I don't mean that mean. I don't, I don't, I, right? Like, I'm the first one to tell you. Right. I, don't. I tell so, anybody. So, like, Brett, Brett isn't exactly a threat. You you live in northern Alabama, right? Like, if either of y'all show up, I'm going to know it's y'all, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, there, there wasn't that threat. But then at the end of the day, man, you know, we're all trying to build something. And if a turkey helps you build something, then yeah. well, so be it, right? Like, it's just a bird. You know, I have that spot to myself. 90, 99% of the time. Most, the spots I sent you, I have to myself 99% of the time. And the people who hunt it, hunt it wrong. So it's one of those things like a, a guy that comes down once a year doesn't add any pressure. I, it, it was actually a little surprising to me how quickly, frankly, I gave you those spots because I'm so reluctant to take people there. Um, but I think that just speaks to the friendship that we have. Well, you know, it, it wasn't even, there and, it wasn't like quickly. It was like, I'm going to send you here. Okay. And at first, I don't, I don't think I realized that it was like the spot. Yeah. When you were telling me about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess it sounds cool. I, so you told me it was where Adam killed his bird at yeah. last year. But I didn't think where, where Adam killed his bird was like in your dang Zamahani the honey hole spot. Yeah, but I mean, it was. like, like when, I, when, when, when you say that's my best spot, if I have one day left to turkey hunt the rest of my life, I'm going right back to that bottom. Yeah. Like I'm going, I'm going right there. I don't care where I go the rest of my my life. If I've got one day to kill a bird, I'm going back there. Um, but I mean, it's just at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, man. Because all those guys, they walk that road mm-hmm. and they sit right on that road. They're scared to bust off in the brush. They're scared to walk in the dark. They're scared of the snakes, and they just sit on that road, dude. There's one fella out. I can't even know what his name. Remember what his name is? What? I give. I was getting mad at Parker for having a light on the road. I'm like, turn the light off. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, like, he's gonna like, see it. like 30 yards from the truck, yeah. where the truck is parked, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was filming stuff, and he's like, I said, all right, I'm going to turn my headlamp off. Right, like, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> he just left the truck moving, talking loud, bro. Sitting with <laughs> the lights on. Well, you, you got to think, when you're in a deer stand, elevated, you can see people coming from yep. freaking two, three blocks over, yeah. like mile away, you can see a light through the woods yeah. at night. And I just feel like the turkeys can too, and not they're going hush now. Yeah, not in that bottle. I know what you're talking about, but not. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, there's one fellow that hunts down there. I don't know what his name is, but if I see him parked there, I don't even think twice about walking in on him. And the reason why I say that is the guy's like hunting 100 yards from the end of the truck, like 152 yard, you know, from the end. Of the, there's no birds there, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have him get in the way. Of me walking a mile back there and killing and killing a bird. And how far back is that? Well, if you follow that road all the way out, it's almost a mile. Because huh. it, it goes all the way out to that big that big water body. Yeah. It, it, and, and and then so you can dump off either side of that road for a while. And if they do that logging work they're talking about, then that whole left side of that road is going to actually mm-hmm. pick up at midday. That spot's going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's our tracks up and down that road when we come back? Yeah. From- that that's a night. that's a popular area to recreate though. Like like that's not just turkey hunters. That's just people going for no, no, no. Turkey, turkey tracks. Oh, yeah. o- over our yeah. tracks from that morning yeah. on that road. Yep. It was um, you know those those hunts like that, like we had, and then we had another good one today. Um, we were a lot closer than it feels because we actually bumped the bird. Yep. Watched him fly, and we actually bumped him twice. These birds in Florida, they don't gobble as hard. No. Uh, and so they'll they'll sound like they're a lot further away than they actually are. Yeah. They're actually pretty close. 
a lot of the time, those like real distant gobbles, if you cover 100 yards, if you close 100 yards more, you're going to be like, oh crap, he's right there. Yep. Um, and so that's a little bit deceiving. And maybe it may be the, the density, like the stem count in there is a lot I higher. I almost think it's just... It's just because it's so thick, it doesn't sound like it's... You think it? I, I just think it's the birds. Florida birds are notorious for not gobbling much. You listen to Dave Owens talk about Osceola's. He tells you the birds just don't hammer hard here like mm-hmm. they do, like an Eastern. Well, I heard more gobbling here not than usually during the season in Alabama. We're really lucky with the amount of birds we got here. Am I am I allowed to talk about how it was an Osceola? Absolutely. And it's not technically supposed to be. Absolutely. Right. Go for it. I've it about is it. this not technically? Technically speaking, this is not Osceola country. Because technically speaking, where I killed the other Osceolas is that's East, Osceola. is Easterns as well. No, there it depends. Like you're asking in WTF, or you're asking FWC. In WTF has an arbitrary line on State 70, State Road 70. Right. For some reason, that is the, the demarcation for NWTF. FWC yeah. does not agree with that at all. And it, and and so the difference between an Eastern and an Osceola, I'm going to use a big word. It's morphological. Meaning it's only visible. DNA-wise, they have the same turkey. So you have uh, something yeah. that presents differently, right? That morphology is wit- is, is witnessable far further than State 70. So people will talk about, oh, there's hybrid. That is a new thing, man. I've talked about this on the podcast all the time. The original line for Osceola went from South Carolina down to Mobile. Everything south of that, there was a nice gentle curve. Everything south of that was Osceola country. Huh. Well, this one was absolutely Osceola. Yeah. Like, maybe the most... It looked more Osceola than bird. You maybe the more Osceola, Osceola than yeah. any, any bird I've ever yeah. killed. His wings were incredibly mm-hmm. dark. Uh, the bar end was broken a lot. He yeah. had bubblegum pink legs. Yep. Big, long, sharp spurs. He had hooks, man. Yeah, he had, he had nice... Yeah. Nice spurs. I've seen and he was light. Them. And he was light. 16.4 pounds. Yeah, 16.4 pounds. Light like an Osceola, Osceola yep. light. Yep. yep. Osceola, no, Osceola heavy. He was heavy for an Osceola. Eastern light for an Eastern. Extremely light for an Eastern. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a mature bird. I don't care what you say. That was a minimum of a two-year-old bird. My average, yeah. my average there, smallest I've shot is 14.4, largest I've ever shot is 17.7. I've only shot one over 15 there, and that was at 17.7. And you only killed one Osceola out of there too, right? I think every one I've killed out of there is Osceola. Oh, really? So my, my my philosophy on this is that when they extirpated uh, turkeys in Florida and killed them from areas they could get to, which makes sense, right? That's where you're going to have the amount of hunting pressure. Swamps are notoriously hard to get into, and they're easy for turkeys to hide in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's entirely likely that when they reintroduce turkeys, they reintroduce turkeys to pine flats and areas where those turkeys were gone, but the, the original you know, Osceolas, they were still in those bottoms. Because if you go to the pines two miles further... Every one of my birds is 17 pounds or bigger. Yeah. And there's more food down there in that bottom than there is up in the pines. It's covered on the acres. Yeah. Out here. I, I, I do like that part about Florida. Like, I like the oaks. There's yeah. a lot of cool, like, live oaks. And it's just it's just a pretty, pretty place. Yeah. I think people, um, not to blow up Florida. Florida's a hard state to turkey hunt. It's a hard state to deer hunt. Um, but the the difference of habitat like what when you see in florida you're only gonna see in florida yeah you know what i'm saying like you know you're in florida when you see that spanish moss and stuff it's like yep it's florida 
Adam was telling me the other day, and then you echoed it, and I and I and I, and I take it as a point of pride because, and I, and I have no no basis to take it as a point of pride, but I do because I hunt here. I think it is this unique, one of a kind type of habitat, much like cattle country is its own unique habitat down in Central Florida, right? When you're hunting Osceola's down there, mm-hmm. and it's these big open grass fields with palmetto shrub, or just like when you're down in um, like Big Cypress, right? Where it's there's just nothing but swamp right at mm-hmm. least these these perennial drying and and flooding swamps this area up here is just gorgeous it is just so uniquely florida in its own fashion adam says it's one of his favorite places he's ever hunted he said i fell in love with those pine those pine flats that give way to the oak hammocks and all that he just he, he just adored it and he said that mm-hmm. over and over and over again while he was here for like the day and a half he was here i, I i'm not gonna say it's my favorite place i like I like hunting out west. Like the Ponderosa stuff is beautiful. I, I misspoke. In Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. When he was describing like where he wanted to go back to in Florida, he said, I'd much rather come hunt with you over in your, in your spots than go to South Florida. Because he said that in that group chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he almost did that. He almost rented a car and didn't go on the Patreon hunt. No. And just yeah. hunted over here. But he, yeah, he's right, though. I mean, it is beautiful. There's a lot of cool stuff. I like that they burn. You're able to make a lot of strategy yep. in Florida based on that. You know, you go to states like Tennessee, where they it, it seemingly they do zero habitat mm-hmm. management at all. Yeah. It's just thick trash woods everywhere you go. Turkey hunting is decent, but I mean it's hard to get around in those woods. Yeah. Um, Alabama's kind of a mixture. You know, there's mm-hmm. some burning that happens in Alabama, and you have those big open hardwoods and. Places like that that are good turkey habitat. But, I mean, Florida, obviously, like it's got, there's just something, I feel like I'm in Central Texas when I'm in Florida. It doesn't feel like, like, when people think Florida, it doesn't feel like Florida, not this area. It's, yeah, it just feels like, it feels, feels like what turkey country is supposed yeah. to be like. It's like what you grew up watching on TV. Yep. Yep. And they and, and that's a shout out to our wildlife managers because they, they manage this forest so well. All of the state lands on the panhandle are, are almost treated very similarly. The thing I like about this area more than any others is that all you have to do, there's not a pile of birds. Like it's not like Kentucky where you have like 20 birds piling into like a, a field. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a, enough birds and they're they're spread out really evenly, and so if they're not talking where you are, you just pick up and go to another spot. You just pick mm-hmm. up and go to another spot, and you just keep rinsing, repeating, and you're gonna find a bird eventually. There's twos and threes in every block, and you just there's just nothing but opportunity. And the thing I hate about deer season is, especially when it's not the rut, you kind of have that golden window on the front and the end of the day, mm-hmm. and then after that, there's just a lot of hoping. Yeah. But when, when you're turkey hunting in, in, in the panhandle, it's one of those where I know if I put one foot in front of the other and I just keep my head about me and I keep staying focused, I'm going to run into opportunity. Yeah, we talked about that in our podcast the other day. Like yeah. You can have a lot of confidence in your turkey hunting knowing that I ain't going to stop walking. Yep. I mean, I'm going to walk as much as I can. If I don't strike a bird here, I'm going to go try to strike him over right. there. Eventually, it works. Yep. Every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. If you lose all hope and all confidence in a spot, just keep going. And then you'll be at least confident that mm-hmm. 
every every mile you put on your boots is that much closer to being on that next striking that next bird. Brett fell in love with one of my favorite sayings. Thomas Jefferson said, "I'm a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more of it I have." And I don't feel that way about turkey deer specifically. Not quite. Not the same way. But with turkey, it feels like when you wake up and you have daylight, it's just a matter of putting a foot in front of the other until you eventually find a bird. It's just there's it takes what it takes, and some days it doesn't take very much, and some days it takes a lot. But because turkeys are daytime-oriented critters like we are, if I'm awake and I've got availability, that bird's out there ready to be hunted. I just love it for that reason. It's just it, it levels the playing field so much. Yeah. And it does at the same time because it's turkey, but... I'm with you, man. So... All right. it, it was a fun hunt, and I appreciate you letting us enjoy it the way we did. I appreciate you letting me tag along because I, I noticed a lot of things like I'm doing wrong, calling too much, calling too loud, and how much I got to work on some subtle calls. Bad. I almost... Feel like I don't even deserve to be in the woods calling away, <laughs> dude. I wish I wish people could be there. I wish I'd taken a camera for one reason. My first season, just for how bad a turkey hunter I was. Like it was so. Like the first bird I killed, I had no <clears throat> dang right to kill that bird. I sounded so horrendous. But it, you know, it was just an opportunity. I'm glad. I'm glad I had an opportunity to go with you in the woods because I tell people all the time: if you get a chance to hunt with somebody who's established. Whether they're a great turkey hunter or not, you're going to come away learning something. The way you call is so turkey. I make turkey noises. And I have people talk all the time about speaking the language. Abagabas are kind of what we run with. I think primos, that's their saying, isn't it? Speak the language. Yeah, right, exactly. But I think a lot of people talk turkey, and then there's people who, capital T, talk turkey, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear you, and it's Hard like, turkey. yeah, you just you have this way of mixing up what you say inside that. That just sounds so much more like a turkey. It was really impressive, and I, and I made note of a lot of those sequences. And, and today, in the coming weeks, I'm going to be working on trying to mimic some of those sequences because I feel like I'm I'm pretty decent at turkey calling, but my turkey calling is kind of stagnant. And you really mix it, mix that up. Yeah, tell me, and you tell you what I do. What? It's it's, a, it's actually I came up with it myself, which is kind of cool. That is always. Cool. Um, what I will do because what I would find is I would do a pattern. Yeah, that's what that's my problem. I would do the, the same pattern every yep. single time. And so now I'll just randomly just switch on the jukebox. What song can I think of? Mm-hmm. Mm, whiskey Lullaby. La, 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 la. So I'll just do a beat. Just a, a song. A random song. All the... Pretty girls walk like this, this, this. I did Stop that. Stop it, dude. That is So what song did you call in that double beat? I don't know. I, I literally think of... <laughs> my milkshake brings all the boys to the It might be that. I just, yeah, right. I just learned I'll a way... Them, Sexy back. <laughs> I've learned a way to randomize how I call. That's brilliant. By like... I don't do the same song. I'll tell you what is a good one, the Mario one. Yeah. And you're not gonna hum that, it's not gonna be in the right tune. Yeah. But the but the cadence yeah. is gonna be the same. The beat is Yeah, so So like how you can normally in the woods tell if it's a turkey hunter or a turkey. You know, because you we'll get you get them patterns of yeah, doing certain things, and that's where like if you heard Parker, you'd be like, 
That's a dang hen. Yeah. There's no way that's That freaking makes me feel good because I'm pretty self-conscious about my calling. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, I, I was really confident in my calling until today when you started calling. And I went, oh, so, I am very keen. So imagine me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, you know what was funny, though? I could see what your wheels turning every time he would call. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, he's really paying attention to that. Because I wasn't really paying attention to you to begin with. And it wasn't cruel. I, I was also running the camera trying to get him a bird thinking about other things. Um, you know, compensate for the fact he can't hear too well. If the bird came into quiet, I was like, every time I was like, hey, listen, I think I hear him walking. It could have been a leaf coming through, but I wanted to know. And so he's like, like doing this while you're, while you're calling. I'm like, Huh, I wonder what he's listening to. And I started listening to you. I was like, Dad gummit. Here I am feeling like I'm I'm doing something right. And my colon's fine. You sounded great. Yeah, thank you. You sounded good. Yeah. I, I, I was gonna say, like, dude, you're freaking rocking it. Oh, I appreciate that. Um I'm definitely stale in my cadence. Like I have a I have a, a routine that I just I work through it. I've gotta pick that up. Um Do the songs, man. I am. And and it doesn't have to be you don't have to have like a playlist, just literally yeah. all you gotta do is or think of a song. Yeah. Uh, well, I went down here early. Yeah. 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 That was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, and you, you'll randomize it just naturally. I was using yours. I was Were using you really? the JB. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, that was the JB. Well, that tells me I, I really need some work to do because you had this high end to your cuts that I can't just get yet, and I got I got to figure that out. I was talking to Brent about it. Like a Yelp has a high drop, high drop. Your cut has both the high and the drop at the same time. And Adam does the same thing. I've only heard a few turkey hunters really do it. Adam's good at cutting. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, He's very good. Yeah, I know we talked about it on our podcast. Eli, he, he he's incredible. His yep. cadence stuff is just yep, really, really, really yeah. good. That boy's turkey. Adam is Adam has a great a great cadence. Yeah, to me, it's a cadence thing. Like tone matters. It does matter, and you got to perfect that. But the cadence is is what makes it sound more realistic to me. I, that might be the case, and I'm not disputing it, but the thing that stands out the most on when you cut and when Adam cut is that high-end squeak that you have along with mm-hmm. the actual cut on the backside. There's just that There's just that high-end part, and I, was lit, and, I, and I never noticed it before, but when I hear a hen off in the distance do it, what catches my ear isn't the cut, it's that front end. It's that sharp front end that catches my ear, and I'm like, oh, yes, that was mm-hmm. a cut. I hear the cut afterwards. Um it's also the cadence when you the da, 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 da. like Adam does this like the birds like trying to swallow water kind of thing like someone's stuck in his throat it does it he does because I'm trying to I call when he's hear here him. yeah I can hear like his throat and, yeah like, voice inside of his belly it sounds like when he's calling Adam at, we're, like, we were in that same bottom last year and I'm going da, 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 da. And he goes that's a good cut he goes can I try I'm like yeah I don't think he was being facetious i think he was you know saying yeah. but you know he wanted to try that that high end he later told me he said that's really what strikes the birds but adam gets up there and he's just he's doing that you know you get it settled in your mouth and he goes Dah! i'm like what's he doing he's like Dah! 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 and he's just like it was like it was this like real stagnant and then he just goes off into it and that bird fires off in that bottom, dude. Mm-hmm. He bit that deer, that turkey's ear, just like Bob Lee said mm-hmm. in his old. You gotta you gotta talk sexy to that bird and get him fired up. And when you when you hit that switch in him, it takes takes him off. And I told Adam, I said, "Dude, your cutting is so good." He goes, "I'm telling you that front end. You gotta figure out how to get it." He's got that pinhoti ghost that he he swears by. Really, um, that's what he's using. He loves it. 
He said he likes the JV special. It's not quite what he wants, but he really likes it. Um, he likes the Penhody because he can get a little more rest out of it. I wish the JV on that. I wish I could get a little more volume, but yeah, um, it's but it's to be perfect a for for the soft yeah. stuff like just the yeah. the bubble clucks and things like that. But yeah, I I, I felt completely uh, indebted to Chasing Tails today. Shit. Um, or this week because I used your call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, my bed. Your bed. My honey hole. Your spot. No. I, I mean, you crap. I didn't even. I didn't use your gun though. I used my own gun, so that was good. I'd let you use my shotgun if you come to it. <laughs> Listen, I won't talk about how dang much I like a twenty gauge. I've been shooting twelve gauge my whole life, and I love this twenty. I I shot my twelve for Craig, and that Joker kicked so freaking hard. I I thought I had a concussion. I had a headache. <laughs> I had a headache for like six hours, and I shot my twenty the other day to pattern it. And I was like, oh, yep, no, I'm never picking that 12 up again. Like, I might, I might just give it to somebody because it's spray painted and everything. I'm not taking the damn. Have you ever watched my videos where, no. Uh, <laughs> no. They're like reels. I did a reel where, actually, it was actually a, bird, a Florida bird last year. And where I shot him and the whole gun, like, yeah. flies up out of my hands and, like, over my head. Because the freaking recoil, yeah. you shoot three-inch... Yeah. TSS ounce and, half, ounce and a half charge is good. It's gracious. That thing will kick. Well, folks, we're going to put a pin in this. Parker and Brett got to get on the road. I got to get some cleaning done around the house. I'm going to try and do some hunting this weekend as well. Keep it going. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't already, go check out Southern Ground. Uh, they put out pretty much the identical content to us every week. So. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing all the time. We even have a turkey podcast. Yeah, that's right.